magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish. For the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds, and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up and welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 570. So, what's going on? <laughs> uh, well, I'm guessing that you did not stay up to watch the premiere of the Five Nights at Freddy's movie the second it went live on Peacock as a I did not. Child I'm guessing haver. that you did? Yeah. As a non-child haver, these are the things I can do. Um, yeah, uh, have you have you been consuming any of the critical reaction this morning? <laughs> no, I wish I had time, but um, I'm sure it's good. Uh, no, sure it's a c- cinematic masterpiece. Well, I man, it's just like I, I I wish that this wasn't the case with like the way that it seems like all things work on the internet now, right? Where it's like. Mm-hmm. The Five Nights at Freddy's movie uh, undoubtedly will do well just by existing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just uh, there's so many fans and everything else that like really all it needs is a movie poster that says Five Nights at Freddy's and a theater seat or streaming service that you can just watch it, right? Like, I I think we talked about this before where why didn't they do this six years ago or whatever when this game was like at fever pitch and you just like fart out a movie like whatever yeah. well but but you know what seems to be happening is the thing that like fucking always happens when it's like of course you have all these people excited about these things uh and and it's just like the internet as a whole particularly mm-hmm. professional movie critics this time around seems mm. to be like doing this like full court press of well actually the movie's bad mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know with like all the headlines that you would expect surrounding like the movie mm-hmm. being bad and and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff but it's just like man i don't know to me this is just like an extreme lesson in like managing your expectations right because like mm-hmm. uh i went into this wanting a movie that takes place in the five nights of freddy's universe mm-hmm. uh where you see the animatronics on screen doing stuff mm-hmm. and you see like you know some stuff happening at the freddy fazbear's pizzeria uh those three things all happened and there's jump scares and there's murders yeah so so for me i was like well i mean this is this is pretty much uh what Mm -hmm. i no more no less than i expected and Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. the fact that the plot is kind of stupid and doesn't make a whole lot of sense uh it's fine i don't know i I mean that's every horror movie right yeah i mean it's it's like the thing right it's like uh who are these people that are expecting like the next citizen Kane out of like a campy PG 13 horror movie based on an iPhone game? Like what the fuck mm. is wrong with you? If that was like ever your expectation. Is it really PG 13? Yeah. Hmm. I, is it I not super gory and stuff. No, it, like what they do a lot is, um, you know, kind of like a lot of these uh, PG 13 movies that have any kind of violence is they like, 
uh show a silhouette or implied like, bad things yeah <laughs> yeah like uh, so for instance like there's this part where like this guy gets like mauled in a closet and mm. basically all they show is like them going in the door slamming them screaming and then like a bloody handprint on the mm-hmm. like the glass yeah, of yeah. the door like that kind of yeah. stuff you know yeah, um fine. which is fine i don't know i i would i would like to see a parallel unit and i don't i know that there's no reason for this to ever exist but like a parallel mm-hmm. universe where it's like a movie came out at the height of the five nights at freddy's popularity and it was just like a full-blown like r-rated mm-hmm. kind of like saw style movie mm-hmm. um then i think that would be really cool but mm-hmm. you, know, you know their demographic is kids so i understand like right you yeah. know why why the rating probably was extremely important to hit it wouldn't surprise well, think, me either if they were like, let's see if we can get PG on this one. But if we can get PG-13, mm-hmm. then like whatever. Yeah. I think you said, though, that the Five Nights at Freddy's fan base seems to like it, right? Like, and, and that's well, it's, it's a, really it's what matters. Fan service the movie, you know, like it's yeah. uh, it's got a ton of I mean, so I'm I, I feel like I know a lot about the Five Nights at Freddy's lore, but uh-huh. certainly I'm nowhere near like the five nights at freddy's kids that yeah you know are like theory crafting reading the books and all this other crazy shit right like yeah uh i i basically know the bullet points Mm -hmm. of it and noticed a lot of stuff in the movie that was like clear fan service to that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um which i thought was neat i don't know man like i yeah i i I, do i wish the movie was better sure like (laughs) you know it's it was fine. I, I got I got no problem with it. Whatever. Well, you threw an idea out. You were like, hey, it'd be fun if we like watched this together live, like as a podcast sort of and like commented on it or whatever. Yeah. That, and I was like, that does sound fun, except I yeah, know, that like, been bad. I don't even know the bullet points of Five Nights at Freddy. I know um, almost nothing about it. Yeah. And never played the games, never interested in it. And so I feel like that sort of thing would be really interesting from people that do know everything so they could be like oh my god they just showed this it's like a tiny little hint to some random lore fact Um, yeah i mean the thing is it i i kind of wish that and this isn't spoilery at all i feel like this happens with most video game movies or like fan service movies in general Mm -hmm. where i wish that they just would have like really doubled down on like hey if you're going into this like you need to know what five nights at freddy's is in the background and and everything else Mm -hmm. and and we're gonna take that assumed knowledge and you know go an extra step in the movie kind of thing where i was like Mm -hmm. this like so much a good so it's like a 90 minute movie and it seems like 30 minutes of screen time at the beginning is just like explaining what's happening kind of like Mm -hmm. you know explaining like the like the foundation of like what freddy fazbear's is and all this other stuff you know yeah. Um, kind of reminds me of like the old Super Mario movie where it was like <laughs> they should have just like went in and owned it instead of like needing to like come up with like these weird explanations for things that didn't need explaining, you know? Yeah. Because like remember the original Mario movie, how they like spent so much time like explaining like the how the king is actually a mushroom and like the reason <laughs> it's called the Mushroom Kingdom is because there's mm-hmm. like giant mushroom all over everything and when mm-hmm. it probably would have been a way better movie it's like dude just fucking roll with it man it's super mario yeah. it's supposed to be goofy like who cares doesn't matter yeah. um because yeah they so a uh, thing that happens in the five nights at freddy's book or books i guess plural is Did you they read kinda, the books 
Um, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I just didn't know that. I mean, they're they're like uh, not even young adult fiction. They're kind of books you can like just fucking blast through in no time. I mean, they're mm-hmm, there's nothing mm-hmm, to okay. them. Um, but they so they kind of you know, because the the plot of the games is so minimal. You know, it's basically mm-hmm. like uh, particular like so. I, I I don't know. I haven't played like the new ones. I guess this this is kind of mm-hmm. different for the, some of the games that are like more. Like the one that launched recently, it's just on Steam. I think I don't even know if it is on mobile. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, the original games like didn't have. It was basically just the premise. It was the story. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like you're the new security guard at this pizza place. Uh, the animatronics. Uh, you know, you're just watching it overnight, and the animatronics like come to life, and that's kind of it, that's right? It. Like, like <laughs> yeah. there there is no plot behind that and like it's you know beyond that and you know i I guess maybe that's not super fair to say of like future games and i don't know how much of it was uh really intentional on scott cawthon's part to like do world building versus like things that fans just kind of came up with and Mm -hmm. because it was always sort of my read that this was sort of a like uncontrollable force that scott cawthon let out of a box and yeah he was just kind of like rolling with the things that the fans came up with, you know? Yeah. So, so as a result, you know, it's not like the first, I don't know what the first four games follow the same, but uh, what is it? The initial three, I don't remember however many, however many games were like just fast following sequels that were mm-hmm, very similar, mm-hmm. but you know, a little bit different. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think any of those really had, much of a story beyond the premise you know and the fans mm-hmm. filled in the rest and and mm-hmm. then that i guess kind of by default became the canon of five nights at freddy's maybe i don't yeah. know no i think you're right but which is rad actually but the books i mean like you can't you can't come up with a novel that's that is based on a video game that you can describe the entire plot on like a freaking index card right so mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. they did in the books was like uh kind of get into this thing called uh remnant which is like this uh supernatural force where it was like i don't really remember how it all worked out but it was like um the the five nights at freddy's animatronics were alive because they they the guy that created them was able to extract this stuff from like the soul of children and that thing is called remnant and like that Hmm. that's like the magic force that makes them like sentient robots or something like Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. And like the movie kind of like touches its toes into that, but just like doesn't mm-hmm. get into any of the specifics. And you're just kind of like, wait, what? That's mm-hmm. going on here. And I don't know, but you no, know, whatever. I kind of saw what they were trying to do. It just, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if, if this is, this was in development for what, like seven years or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it wouldn't surprise me if like the movie got rewritten so many times that like, what finally got greenlit was just like a little bit of everything that got proposed yeah. over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I almost think this would do well as um it would have done well as a series. Cause uh mm. I know like the the child's play has like a two or three seasons worth of like a show that's like really well received by like uh fans of like that series. And um it allows them to do a lot more. Like you could do a lot more world world yeah. building. Right. If you had like eight or ten episodes of something, um, while also still going hard into like all the fun stuff, you know, um, that's why I don't know. I'm I like a, a fan of of series more than movies sometimes, just because yeah. they don't have to like 
force something into a couple of hours. Yeah, um, but I think that this kind of needed to be a movie because I imagine like the yeah. it being in theaters is probably pretty fun if you're on like an opening night you know, theater. It's like, with, like a bunch weekend. of weekend. Yeah, yeah with, like a bunch of fans <laughs> of the series that are like That's calling true, out yeah. all the stuff. Like I imagine that would just be a, a ton of fun to go do as opposed to like you know just a 10 episode peacock series that comes out and yeah you know, comes and goes without anyone really caring well maybe if this does um, well they could do a series or something but yeah i guess like, what concerns me is that like the way they kind of like leave the movie it doesn't really lend itself to like oh shit they're doing a sequel kind of yeah, thing yeah yeah um which i don't know I, I but that certainly hasn't stopped other horror movies from having mm-hmm. 15 sequels or however many like Friday the yeah. 13th movies and Nightmare on Elm Street movies there are you know like yeah maybe it does well enough that this becomes a franchise who knows I mean it's yeah. just because there's a lot that they could do because they didn't they barely got into any of like the foundational stuff of like when Freddy Fazbear's Pizza was like operating or like any of the mm-hmm. sister location stuff or any of that mm-hmm. other stuff like that so mm-hmm. there's a ton left on the table that could be in other movies but it's just a matter of like will yeah. will those happen uh, you know is yeah. second one going to come out in another seven years like you know <laughs> yeah who knows interesting uh, uh i always thought they should make um like a asymmetrical multiplayer game out of this like dead by daylight where mm. a bunch of people are the the animatronics and cool. one person's like the survivor yeah. how's that not happened that would be neat yeah so i don't know i guess i guess i would say if you have peacock I would definitely watch the Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's worth subscribing to Peacock just to watch it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I hate subscribing to additional stuff for like one thing. Yeah. Um, and you watch that wrestling though. No, well, I, I, I added you, benefit. Yeah. Uh, well, and what's getting annoying now is have you noticed that? I don't. I mean, I don't know if this is even on your radar or not now, but um, sports streaming has gotten extremely irritating mm-hmm. where like some games will be available on like the the espn sec network Plus, yeah. but you get like blocked out of them regionally and need to like watch yeah. them out over the air mm-hmm. and then like randomly stuff will be like exclusive to amazon prime or peacock for like mm-hmm. seemingly mm-hmm. no reason so it's like if you want to follow college football you need to be subscribed to like four different things and have a antenna hooked up to your tv yeah which is yeah. I, I don't know really stupid but i don't watch college but i've experienced that with like um not so much baseball well the baseball it never really affected me there's been a lot of games that have been only on apple tv like their friday night baseball or whatever but i have apple tv hmm. but um if i didn't i guess maybe that would be annoying but i've had problems with hockey where sometimes their games are on espn plus only. oh yeah yeah and um that's super annoying because last season i actually did my one month free trial. I like picked a spot where there was like two ESPN plus only games during that month. So I could like watch those two during my free trial. And then it was like, yeah, well, I'm not going to like subscribe to this thing. Like I don't really care about watching the other stuff on there. And uh, ESPN plus is like 10 bucks a month or something like that. It's just not worth it for the the four games I'm going to miss or whatever. Yeah, I, w- so. I wish I wish the other leagues worked like the MLB stuff does where you can just like subscribe mm-hmm. to the MLB thing for the season and watch like everything although i don't know if that has blackouts on it too i feel like it might or did or 
I don't know. I know it did for a long time because like all the regional channels really had too much power. So like you could mm. pay 150 bucks to get the MLB network, but you couldn't like watch your own team unless yeah. you like lived in a different state or something. Yeah. But um, I, I would that always drove me nuts. But I, I've been waiting. I've been dying. The only reason I subscribe to TV at all is for sports stuff. Yeah. So if I could just get a package that's like my baseball team, my hockey team, it's all I care about. Um, well, I, I will say if you have Amazon Prime and even if you don't care about sports at all, it's worth checking out the uh, their Thursday night football streams because they've mm -hmm. got the regular stream and then a secondary stream. That's like, I don't know, they have some buzzword for it. it's like the next generation mm -hmm. data AI overlay or something goofy like that. Mm -hmm. um where it's like the normal nfl game stream but they do like overlays on top of players and stuff that like looks like you're watching someone play madden it's extremely mm -hmm. cool so mm -hmm. like um like when when a team is on offense it'll have like all of the uh like the different receivers highlighted and then mm -hmm. it'll show a line of where they're running and mm -hmm. have like you know a line of their path and then if someone's open it'll like pulse them green so you like, it's really cool because like when you're watching, it's like, you can see it like shows you like exactly who you probably should be looking at to like watch mm -hmm. what's happening, which is, I mean, it's pretty cool. I don't know, but yeah. um, anyway, roundabout way to say, I don't know if I would subscribe to Peacock to watch this. Maybe, maybe it's worth it. I don't know if you got a free trial share, uh, if you've got yeah. kids that would, or, or, you know, you're interested, I, I think it'd be fun to see it in the movie theater this weekend. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. It's not going to like change anyone's lives or anything uh on the topic of video game movies did you ever watch the mario movie the new one yeah it's good i never watched it it's on oh, peacock man. too i think right is i don't know it's been out long enough that it's probably on i remember getting an email that it was like streamable and i was like oh cool i'm gonna watch it with the kids but yeah that's they... been out for a while how have you not seen that i i don't have free time to do anything uh they the few before that happened i've watched the trailer with my four-year-old before because he got really into Mario for like a minute. Now he's back into being into Zelda. But um, he uh was scared of Bowser, all the Bowser stuff. So I was oh, like, man. I don't know if this is gonna be too scary for him or what. No, it's it's uh, really not. I mean, like the yeah. the Bowser stuff is like basically what's in the trailer, where like is the mm -hmm. the Koopa Castle or whatever like comes out of the clouds with a bunch of lightning, and that's mm -hmm. like the extent of what could even be. Yeah, he surprises noticed. me with the things he gets scared of sometimes, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mario definitely... movie is really good. And honestly, like, I think the uh, the existence of the Mario movie makes all these other video game movies kind of like existing in that shadow because like the Mario movie, I think, is just like a genuinely good mm -hmm. animated movie mm -hmm. um, that uses the Mario IP to make the movie better uh, mm -hmm. as opposed to just a lot of these you know like the original mario movie like the five nights of freddy's movie uh yeah Unch the uncharted movie uh also mm -hmm. very mediocre um i don't know worth watching mm -hmm. though i mean they're fun whatever who cares i guess in my entire lifetime video game movies have always been bad so it's mm -hmm. kind of nice to see them crawling out of that and at least being okay <laughs> yeah yeah i'm surprised that like uh of, of friends of mine that have kids that are around your kids age it's like dude i'm mm. so fucking tired of the mario movie it is really repeat at my house like 24 hours a day well so the other problem is we subscribe to disney plus because um i like bought the year thing when it was like 80 bucks right before mm. it was about to go up 
now it's like 150 it's insane but um so i think i have i have disney until like next march or something but um i uh they have a lot of shows on there like bluey and stuff that the kids really like so it's like been worth it it's like one of the few subscription services i actually spend a lot of time watching or yeah. get a lot of value out of i guess but um, yeah i mean what, what i like about it is they have like 20 years of simpsons on it like that's yeah. really cool yeah, um, I started. I started watching. I a few years ago, I when it, when The Simpsons was on, was it on Netflix? Something. The Simpsons was on a was, different service. It was before. like on the like whatever the Fox streaming app. It might have just been. Fox, yeah, maybe but... it was that. But I, I watched the entire series. I would just put it on every day. This must have been before I had kids, or maybe when he was very young. But um, I got to like season twenty, but watching them all in a row, and then um didn't ever finish it up but i like restarted that when we had disney because i was like oh i'm gonna start over from the beginning again and i'm gonna get through every episode of the simpsons mm-hmm. ever and um was watching the first few and this is with my son who was like three and um i was like oh man like this isn't <laughs> this is not appropriate for kids like it's mild by nowadays like especially those early simpsons but they're still not like three or four year old appropriate yeah. stuff so but he liked it. He was laughing at some of the stuff, you know, so it made me happy. But I was like, oh, I'm going to give him a few more years before I make him like a Simpsons nerd. Yeah, but, I um... think <laughs> for me, the Simpsons, like, uh, I don't know, like the early 2000s, I think the Simpsons started to get sort of bad. I think when they mm-hmm. were existing in kind of like the shadow of South Park mm-hmm. um, and needed to and kind of, sh- I don't know, it seemed like there was like a distinct point where it was like, uh yeah you watch early simpsons and it's like oh this is just like very universal like uh family comedy kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know where mm-hmm. it's like they just do goofy stuff and mm-hmm. uh you know it's just very timeless right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to i don't know maybe around like 2010 or something like that i couldn't even put a date on it but like mm-hmm. remember when episodes started shifting to like the episode is Bart gets an iPod, you know, like that's the, (laughs) you know, and and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there's one where it's like Homer gets an electric car and like, Mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff that, that just feels like too topical for Mm -hmm. the Simpsons, you know, as opposed to like, Mm -hmm. Oh, we're just doing something goofy in Springfield kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I was diehard Simpsons until around that time, probably the early two thousands is when I stopped yeah. watching it like new every week. And, yeah. um, and, and then I didn't really pay too much attention to it for however long. And everyone was always like, Oh, they're bad now. And I was like, whatever. And I've had, I would catch one every once in a while and be like, yeah, this, there's something off here. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like it used to be at all. Like almost like they were trying too hard, but also well... like, yeah. It had just run so long that they're running out of ideas. So they're just really pulling stuff out of their ass that didn't make sense. It also wouldn't then... surprise me if like every single person that was on the original Simpsons for like 15 plus years is no longer yeah. there, you know? Yeah. Oh, the writers for sure. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of, I mean, the golden years were like when Conan was writing for him and stuff. Like yeah, that's when exactly. it was all really clever and like super funny. But, um, but then I would say like the last 10 seasons or, or whatever, um, I would catch one here and there and they were like genuinely really funny. And I was like, did it get good again? Have I just not been paying attention? Is there a lot of good ones that I've missed that I just didn't know were there because everyone says it's bad now or whatever. 
um maybe a mixture of all those but i that's why that actually is, is what set me on that journey if i want to watch them all because i was like really seasons like 12 on i'm not like super familiar with those first yeah. like 10 or 12 seasons i'm like really really familiar with seen them all but um you know i just wanted to kind of see what i was missing because definitely in like those the 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 20s seasons there was some i caught that i was like dang this is like hilarious um, well so uh, I just I just looked this up just because I knew that any date I pulled out of my ass would be wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, how long ago? Here's a trivia question for you. This would be good bar trivia. Uh, hmm. How long ago did the Simpsons tapped out mobile game come out? How many oh, years? I'm going to say 2010. Uh, 2012, actually. So oh, geez, 2012. Yeah, 12 That's still years ago. Un unreal. Yeah. Did you, did you ever play that very much? I I get like I, did. Got, I got like super into it, and then mm -hmm. I don't know, just kind of maybe it's different now, but it, uh, it like all these city building games, you just kind of hit to a point mm -hmm. where it's like, man, my fucking next upgrade is gonna take like a week to research yeah. or whatever else, and I just like yeah. don't really care about the I don't even what were the like tasks that you needed to do during the day? I don't remember how the the game even i don't remember specifically like... but i did play that game i'm not sure how long but it was like all free-to-play games where i was really into it for however many months and then it became a chore and then mm -hmm. it was like it gave me anxiety and i just had to get rid of it <laughs> yeah i remember having a lot of fun with like the um like the character collection stuff i thought was really mm -hmm. cool like getting mm -hmm. you know like i don't know the like the more wacky characters that you know yeah. were like pretty deep cuts in the fan service but it would yeah. that would the game would be interesting to revisit now to see like what in the world they're doing that they've managed to like have 12 years worth of content mm -hmm. in this game right like yeah yeah because you know looking looking it up right now like the latest update they just had a whole bunch of halloween stuff like uh Dang. wow um you know, a whole bunch of crap to do with hmm. Professor Frank and uh, all this other stuff. But I don't know. Interesting. I uh, I, I imagine this game is just on autopilot and just like makes yeah. money, right? Like, yeah, one thousand yeah. one hundred and seventy three thousand five star reviews. Damn, that's wild. <laughs> Why well, look at something like um, Jetpack Joyride, which has been around forever, too, and uh, still gets updates all the time. But man. They just recycle all their events over and over and over and over. Well, and so, sure, but like at the same time, like if if the Simpsons like game came out twelve years ago, mm -hmm. like that's that's, I mean, how long can someone realistically play this game before they churn out? Right, a couple of years. Yeah. At yeah. which point it's like, dude, we've got a decade of other content that we yeah. can just kind of rotate through, and no one knows the difference well, because like they're also really lucky that um the simpsons in particular because how many things do you have like four decades of like source material to mine from like different episodes and stuff too yeah which yeah. is kind of cool oh man this is gonna make me you're gonna download it aren't you reinstalling this game i just like really don't need a city builder in my life no i just remember like collecting all your resources was always just became too annoying to do i think that was the thing that turned me off and you had like, like i don't really get to tap on like all of your buildings or something like that yeah to get your simpsons funny money i whatever whatever activity it was where it was like this is what you do every day to keep the money flowing to 
mm-hmm. keep your upgrades going I, was just annoying to me. Yeah. But yeah. I don't remember. I'm saying, but, but hey, I haven't played in over a decade, I'm sure. So it might Maybe be it's good to check out again. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of old games, they're allegedly good now. Um, Lindsay's gaslighting me into how good Fallout 76 is, which I mm. find to be <laughs> very hard. When the to last believe. time you played it? Well, so that's it. That's the thing too. So that came out five years ago, right? And mm-hmm. I was hard and heavy on that game when it launched because, like, Fallout's mm-hmm. my, my probably one of my one of my favorite uh, game series. I would say. Mm-hmm. Pretty, mm-hmm, pretty mm-hmm. fair to say mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. and the idea of playing with friends awesome i mean like mm-hmm. i think launch week like the the out of box experience is pretty fun but mm-hmm. like so many technical glitches which are like okay mm-hmm. i can i can deal with that you know like crashing or whatever happens but like mm-hmm. what what made me just say fuck the game forever was uh to the one of your big things that you progress on is like building your base Mm-hmm. um or your camp or whatever they call it i don't remember but like um you basically have this like magic briefcase that you throw out into the game mm-hmm. world and when you do that it's like your base kind of like yeah, explodes out, out of it, it. more or less yeah. you know and um most like the game is uh a game of uh like salvaging different materials and then combining those in different ways to craft all sorts of shit and you know I mean, it's like a crafting crafting and collecting game right mm-hmm. um and your little base is where all those things and all your progress uh, goes to in mine. And there is this bug at the time where it would just like fall through the game world and be unrecoverable. <laughs> and Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was just that like, would drive well, me nuts too. Yeah. And, and the I remember just Bethesda support at the time I was like, well, I'm just, I, I can't do anything, you know, if you didn't. Yeah pick it up or i also remember it being a lot more hardcore than it is now where it seemed like the original game concept was kind of um pitched around the idea of like uh pvp in the wasteland mm-hmm. and stuff like that which mm-hmm. like i mean i just want to play fallout because i like the goofy missions and weird yeah uh, fallout world and stuff like that and like the idea of doing pvp with like randos that are probably mm-hmm. way better than me at shooting and stuff like that just yeah. like was not appealing at all uh, and it, it seemed like the original game, uh, I don't remember what the punishment was for dying, but it was irritating. Mm-hmm. Um, and but now it's like they have like a true pacifist mode, like on by default, mm-hmm. where like you can't harm any other players, other players mm-hmm. can't harm you. And it's just kind of like collaborative fallout. Yeah. With t- five years of content in the game, they've just been drizzling out. So see, I've always you know. uh I always like the idea of um, I'm like you, like I don't want to go and like fight everyone I come across. Like that's annoying enough in the single player games, but the idea of like a, like a post-apocalyptic world that you can just inhabit and try to live in with other real people, like, and trying to like coordinate and like work together to like build stuff. That is really appealing to me. There was a game on mobile that where you did that. I forget the name, but it, it actually worked really well. You'd like build a camp and people would join it and you'd like all contribute to things and you get like ranked based on how many like tasks you did to help each other out and stuff. Well, there's um, like the don't starve games are kind of like that. Don't starve together, mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. is the multiplayer. Maybe, maybe that's yeah. what you're thinking of. But um, yeah, but yeah, it, it, a whole bunch of different survival games. But uh, it, it doesn't seem like Fallout 76 is a survival game anymore. It just literally yeah. seems like, uh, hey, have fun in this online Fallout game. And mm-hmm 
you know, make a team with people and and complete these different like events. And it really seems like they've extremely de-emphasized the PVP aspect of it for all like PVE stuff, which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's pretty cool. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to have to see because I um on sale on Steam right now for like eight oh, bucks. Jesus. Eight so, bucks. Uh, yeah. yeah, I um just noticed that uh oh i thought it was verified i guess it's just playable but um yeah so so the it's um pretty much exactly like fallout 4 so far in that the mm-hmm. um it's totally playable with the controller and everything else but like the text uh text input is super janky and uses like the steam deck um on-screen keyboard which kind of sucks mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but once mm-hmm. you once you get past like any kind of keyboard entry like it's just a fall mm. game there's no no big I deal might, um try and play this on steam deck a little bit i never played yeah, it, it at all it runs shockingly well on the steam deck really? like yeah it performs really well looks really good um you know eight bucks seems worth dabbling with um so the the one if, if anyone listening to this wants to fuck around with fallout 76 on the steam deck the one thing that mm-hmm. was a little confusing to us getting it going was um i don't think that you can register uh for the bethesda uh Bethesda.net account or whatever their system is called uh, mm-hmm. on the Steam Deck. Like that's where we were getting hung up. It was like it it wouldn't let you register. It just gives you a login and like the register or the registration wasn't working or like the I couldn't move the mouse cursor around to like hit the right thing mm-hmm. or whatever. But mm-hmm. all you need to do is just go to the Bethesda.net and just sign up. And mm-hmm. then in your um, uh, like user profile thing, there'll be a linked accounts thing. And then mm-hmm. you just link your Steam account. And then if you quit and reload the game, it's just like, oh, hey, welcome back. Here's uh, cool. Here you go. Mm. Um, so that'd be an enormous time saver for anyone that wants to to fuck around with this. But um, yeah, and they run a Halloween event now where you like trick or treat at other people's bases and stuff. I mean, like, <laughs> and you can uh, like do daily quests to unlock all these different like costume kind of things. And mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's. Um, I, I think I might screw around with it this weekend because like it's a little impressive how much it seems like it's improved compared to um you know when it came out. But but again, like this is just like another fucking example of like if you want to play a game, just wait five years, you know, like yeah. Because no, I have no. uh on my shelf over here, I have the oh yeah, I see it, the uh steelbook uh ultimate edition of Fallout 76. Mm-hmm. that i bought when it came out because i was so excited for this game and uh yeah churned out of it in like less than a week when i lost everything oh, to a game bug and yeah. um kind of never went back and it's it's kind of uh it's it's so we were looking up like different youtube videos and stuff on fallout 76 and it's it's kind of wild how much the sentiment on youtube seems like has changed around on this game because like when you search for it has been out for so long, there's like five mm-hmm. years of videos on mm-hmm, different mm-hmm. stuff that you're looking for. Right. And mm-hmm. it's like, when you just start watching them and you watch like the original ones, like people are all pissed and they're talking <laughs> about like these awful bugs and how shitty it is yeah. and everything else. But then you watch like, you know, stuff that was published two months ago and it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, check out this cool shit. They added, like, I've got this like mm-hmm. really cool, like little tent that I got in my base now that does this, that, and the other. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they run this cool collaborative event. You know, you got to do this thing to complete it with other people. And interesting. I don't know. Seems kind of neat. But I, I guess yeah. I just the question is, do I need another MMO like mm-hmm. experience in my life? The answer is probably maybe. <laughs> 
Can you squeeze this and Simpsons tapped out in into your life? Well, I mean, between well, the thing is too, like uh Fallout 76 has tons of different like little cosmetic in-app purchase things that you can make. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's not like you can say, like, oh, I'd rather play a, a premium game with no shenanigans because Fallout mm-hmm. 76 seems to be loaded with shenanigans. In fact, they've got um uh this kind of implementation of a battle pass slash monthly subscription mm-hmm. thing that's uh, mm-hmm. 13 bucks. Uh, and this is called Fallout First. And I um I wondered what uh, that was. It's actually a little neat how it works. Um mm-hmm. so you can you can pay eight bucks right now and download the game and I, I think play everything for free. I don't, it mm-hmm. doesn't seem like they have gated any actual like game contents mm-hmm. uh, as far as like missions and new areas and things like that. I think you can just do all of it. Um, but the fallout first thing gets you kind of like a, a constant drizzle of like free shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's like, uh, uh, every month they give you like a bucket of like the premium currency and like certain things you can only get as a I think you get them for free as a Fallout first subscriber. And then there's like a a battle pass thing that you complete by just playing and it's like any other battle pass where it's like every mm-hmm. fifth spot you get for free. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you subscribe to anything. But if you are a Fallout first subscriber, you're like every you're getting one with like every single uh, increment of the battle pass or level or however it's you know whatever the terminology is and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but what's what's coolest is that um and i and what seems to be the value based on the youtube videos we we're watching is if you're a subscriber to uh fallout first you don't have a storage limitation in your camp mm-hmm. so you can just like mm-hmm. dump every fucking dumb thing that you ever find oh, in the, without like needing to like manage anything um <laughs> And I don't know that. And, and what's kind of interesting is I was like, okay, well, like, what's the rub? Like, if you stop, yeah. like, say you you're vastly over um, the capacity, and then you then you don't subscribe. What happens? And the answer mm-hmm. to that is like, you just can't add anything new. But you don't uh, lose it. But you don't lose anything. You, you retain hmm. the ability to access everything in your little crates, but you just can't add anything new until you're under whatever weight limit or item limit or however however it limits you which i think mm-hmm. is actually a pretty cool kind of middle ground because like the um the dude that i was watching on youtube was like you know like some people just subscribe to this for like a month or two and then mm-hmm. we'll like farm like crazy and mm-hmm. have you know like a million bullets in their bullet machine and then only subscribe again when they like start running low on that hmm. which can take a couple months or whatever which is like that's yeah. kind of neat they kind of create the situation where it's not like super mandatory to always be subscribed to this thing but yeah i like that uh, actually huh but yeah it, i don't it seems it seems weirdly player friendly um and you know an eight dollar sale for something that appears to run really well on the steam deck and mm-hmm. yeah of course it's an online game so it's an online requirement so you know you need to play mm-hmm. at home or somewhere with wi-fi so that's kind of the only caveat but yeah um yeah i don't know i guess we'll uh, see. i have a game I can talk about that I've been playing that's actually a mobile game. Oh, yeah. It'd be weird to talk about a mobile game on this podcast, but yeah, here we go. go. Um, I've been playing Resident Evil Village. How uh, you're big into Resident Evil, or I, I already I already played that on uh, PC. So, but yeah, you, so have you it. played all the Resident Evils? I think so. Okay. Um, I don't think I played. I played up through four, and then um, 
I can't remember if it was five or six that probably, I like dabbled in. The problem is they get like so forgettable after like yeah. uh four. Yeah, yeah, Basically yeah. Basically four that... to village between between four and village to me were kind of just like I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you which one was which. It was just kind of so by the numbers and yeah. You know. Well, I um so I just haven't played a Resident Evil game like my my most recent memory would be like Resident Evil 4, which I think I played. I don't remember the last time I played it, but um you know it's just been a while and so this village comes out um next week on mobile and obviously it was a big deal with the keynote like a full-blown resident evil game running on just the iphone 15 and i guess m1 ipads too or something like that pretty limited like device support and so i was really curious to like check it out and so capcom actually sent us a build which is cool oh cool and, uh, so yeah i fired it up and i'm like all jazzed to like get wowed and um and it totally was like it was like playing a switch version of a game that looks really good on other platforms and the switch version is so dumbed down that it's almost like comical oh where you're just no like, way really oh, dude everything's jagged you, what kind of models do you, have? do you have a 15 or whatever 15 pro max so here oh, wow. but hear me out i'm not done so okay. playing it and like yeah the character models are just like the hair is all like just jagged like uh textures and it's just it's just bad it's like it's that i i feel like you can get away with like if everything is lower res and lower fidelity it looks good and if everything's really high res it looks good but when you have a mixture of both it looks extra bad because it just stands out and that's the problem i think with like a lot of switch ports where it's like okay like the backgrounds look nice and crisp and stuff but then like the character models look bad and you know it just stands out more and so that's the the feeling i got from this when i first fired it up and i was like dang dude like this is not impressive to me at all (laughs) and so i was playing and it takes a good 30 plus minutes to get through all the like beginning crap before you start getting like a a gun and actually start Mm -hmm. playing and there's a lot of like story cinematics yeah i mean that's that's very typical of resident evil games where it's like all you have is a knife and you gotta yeah like figure it out kind of thing yeah and so i um so I'm just playing through it for a while and just sort of being like, man, I don't know. This is, I'm not feeling this. I'm also like, I don't know. I, it, it, you, there's a whole stretch in the beginning where you have to like wander through the woods in the dark and all you have is like barely flashlight light and it's easy to get lost. And I was just like getting really frustrated and annoyed with it. I was like, can you just give me some zombies to shoot or whatever? And I wasn't getting to that point. And so anyway, I was just kind of like soured on it. And so, um, Later on, I fired it back up to give it a try again and was like, oh, you know, I didn't even look in the options or to see what any sort of options there are. If you can like crank the visuals up or whatever, I have no idea what I'm running with. It's just whatever the default was. And so um, I go into the options and like, sure enough, tons of stuff was turned down. Oh, really? And so I was like, oh, OK, this probably That's makes a difference. And um, Mikhail posted like a little review in progress type thing the other day for this. And he mentions this, too. Um and I guess this is maybe common in PC games, and I've just never really encountered it, but you can go through and mess with the graphical settings, and it has, like, a running tally of, like, how much RAM you have available or, like, how much video memory or, you know, these different things. So it'll let you know, like, hey, you're cranking things up too high. You're running out of, like, RAM now. Or if you, like, crank certain things down, you'll gain a little bit back to where you can crank other things up. And um, it's, like, super useful to be able to be, like, 
oh, okay, well, like, I don't really care about shadow detail, right? So I crank mm -hmm. that down, gain yourself a little extra memory, can crank the other visual things up. Um, it's just like a lot, it gives you like a really good control of like what you want to do within like the ability of your like device, I guess. Yeah. But that has it's still kind of a goofy thing where it's like, I feel like this should just be like a, Hey, I, I want max. Like, uh, uh, so the way that like the, the league of legends one works is kind mm -hmm. of like you have all these granular controls, but like at the top, mm -hmm. it's like, do you want battery life or performance kind of thing? Mm -hmm. or, or like one in the middle and it just yeah. will like automatically tune stuff based on uh i'm pretty you... sure there's that too okay. i i don't i think there's also like you can just say hey i want low medium high whatever and mm -hmm. it just adjusts everything for you but i was just like impressed that they had that extra because like i don't know there's things that i would turn on and not really sure what their like uh hardware impact would be um and it might be something i could totally live without and be fine with so it's like nice to be able to see the impact of like what you're doing so um so anyway i i turned a bunch of crap up um basically it turned everything up and then um started playing it again and it was like a whole new ball game oh, interesting it was like ridiculous how much better it looked and then mm. it was like oh my god like i can't believe this is running on this little phone screen and um the trade-off for that is that my phone became a, a brick of lava <laughs> and i'm sure i wasn't really paying i mean i had like 50 something battery at the time when after i turned everything up i played for maybe another 45 minutes something like that and was down in the 30s by the time i was done so it it's not like a instant battery zapper but it definitely took a toll yeah. and the the more concerning thing was how hot my phone got like it was ridiculous so i think there's probably room to go in there and turn some other stuff off that's not super necessary and have it still look good better than it did by default yeah, but I would say I I don't know if they'll tweak how the default settings are going to be for people for the release version or not. But I I hope they do because I would hate for people to do like me and but then not investigate the settings and um not you know change things around and just think like this is a shitty port because it's yeah. actually a very very good port. And when you have everything running at max, you're just like it's very impressive that it's mm. it's running as well as it does, and you can um cap the frame rates or uncap the frame rates and stuff like that too and everything like even having everything turned on it ran really smooth so Interesting. super impressed with it it's maybe not super practical with how hot your phone got and then um the other big downer of this thing is that the virtual button situation is just nuts oh, like yeah. it feels like the screenshots look like a joke i mean like oh dude it feels like back in the day when somebody would just like like a jailbroken phone and would release a crazy port with just like slapped on buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like that. Like I, it's very much, I think just out of necessity that Capcom even did this and nothing has touch support in the game. So like if you're selecting something, you can't touch done or whatever you have to use the virtual pad to scroll down and hit the virtual a button to say you're oh, done yeah. in a menu. So like there's no touch support whatsoever. And so that is super frustrating hmm. because I think this is just a game that I wouldn't, while you can play it without a controller, just use a controller. Like you're going to have the dumbest time. They're yeah, all over I, the screen. They block the view. It's just bad. So I mentioned it was just like requirement of apples where it's like, yeah, hey, yeah. you got to do something. So it's playable without a controller. But also like, like I'm really enjoying the game. So like, I wouldn't want to like mar that experience with a bunch of like virtual 
button stuff all over the screen too because you're gonna like i don't know it if, to their credit though you can um you can change the size and opacity and all that stuff and you can customize where the buttons are so i mean i've seen people get weird there's a lot of buttons and things like call of duty and stuff so like I've seen people get really weird with like their placements and do some really creative things. So the buttons aren't like but all I've, up in your face. I don't remember exactly how this game worked with its controls, but I feel like there's a lot of like holding trigger buttons to do things like, you know, yeah. zoom in with their ADS with your gun or whatever else. Yeah. And I don't it's know how you do fun. that with like out, like the claw yeah. hand where it's like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I've seen people play like that like monster totally. stuff so i mean totally just... i i think this will for sure i it's like you might as well slap a controller required sticker on it because i feel like that's going to be the way to go well how, um, how far are you right now have you like i the... only really just got to um have you gotten like i to guess the, the, the village, village. Okay. yeah i i i've just got to the part where like i'm discovering the zombies or whatever and they're attacking okay. me okay and um yeah, I'm like about to enter like a no enter zone. And I think that's where things start to like get more real. Yeah. But right now I've just been kind of exploring this little village and seeing all the chaos that these zombie monsters have caused and trying to like interact with anything I can to get little bits of lore or, or whatever. But I don't but know. I'm digging it. Like it's, it's already like gone through the house and stuff where it's like you have like yeah. the weird like the the baby that gets taken and like the yeah. that kind of stuff. Right. OK. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that was the whole that was the very beginning but they um i'm now i'm like interested enough in the story and stuff that i'm like do i want to go back and play this on steam deck instead hmm. um or do i want to stick it out on my phone because the other problem with something like this is like okay i would like to leave things cranked so it looks better but I also don't want my phone to catch on fire and i also don't want to kill my yeah. battery all day yeah, yeah, yeah. and i also get alerts on my phone all the time that would interrupt the experience you know what i mean i'm just like going back being like i don't know if i really want to play this on my phone now that i'm like interested in it and i don't know how much further i want to get um if have i am going to switch platforms have you met the vendor guy yet the big fat vendor guy no okay. no that's that's, uh, it's kind of very silly, early the silly thing about this resident evil games is how the like the vendor dude is always just like out of this oh just world. like posted up somewhere yeah yeah yeah, the, the one is hanging in out behind one, an old shack. Yeah, yeah this is like fat dude that weighs like 700 pounds with this giant, like, uh, kind of like circus wagon looking thing of just like guns. <laughs> it's yeah. Very bizarre. But yeah, I mean, uh, like, like, seriously, like Resident Evil Village is um, one of those games that is uh, to me, like, really a return to form of like what was good about Resident Evil games, where it seemed mm -hmm. like between four and village there was like weird lull where it's just like all right we're just kind of going through the motions here where it's like oh what do you know mm -hmm. like uh wesker's got the t-virus and he mm -hmm. you know has a huge tentacle that's grown out of him and that's the boss mm -hmm. for fighting you know she's like oh, how surprising mm -hmm. um whereas this like like genuinely seemed pretty interesting as far as like yeah. the the way the story goes and the kind of stuff that you do and um things like that so i, I think it's really cool that it runs on phones the way that it does i think um it'll be cool for somebody who doesn't have another means of playing it and wants to play it on their phone uh, granted if they have a controller but i think a more money situation would be playing it on an ipad like propped up on a table with a controller like i think that'll mm -hmm. be a good experience and um 
more fun i think than a small phone screen or whatever but um i don't know it's cool it'll be good it's uh i think it's yeah i think you can download it for free when it comes out and like check it out and then yeah like unlock the full game or whatever so it'll for sure be worth downloading and it's not drastically big i think i forget what the initial download was but then um you have to download like eight gigs of stuff afterwards which oh, yeah, that's it. it's funny to say that that's not that bad <laughs> anymore <laughs> but like <laughs> i'm used to yeah, games size, now the initial download is 701 megabytes and then you say yeah it's another seven gigs or something yeah it's like i think it's a little over eight total which honestly is not that bad for that seems pretty like small because like shit dude it's like anything down on the steam deck now is like 50 gigabytes you know i don't know what happens later on you might hit a point where it's like download more to keep going oh or you know that actually wouldn't surprise me because like there's a lot like there's areas where you just like can't backtrack to so i wonder if it like deletes that and has you download like a new yeah pack to keep the file i think size. um republic did that didn't it it was like uh once you were done with like episode one it was it, like deleted it and gave you episode two or something like mm -hmm. that and it, so it always like stayed around a couple gigs or something but whatever the case it's not drastically big yeah i yeah, had that problem all the time on steam deck where i'm like I want to install something, but like even this sort of like whatever game is like 70 gigs. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to download all that. Yeah, this this game is just super cool, though. I mean, because like um, it's uh, like the, the whole, I don't know, like end third of the game. You're just kind of like, mm -hmm. OK, this has to be like the end boss. Right. I mean, like, I don't know, like where we can go from here. It's like, oh, OK, it we're just still going. going. Yeah, yeah just, it gets at. really cool. So um this is definitely one to play through to the end. I don't think it's that long either. I feel like it was mm -hmm. like, I don't know, like an eight hour game, something like mm -hmm. that. I don't, I don't really. I mean, I, I made no attempts at like collecting all the shit, though, you know, so mm -hmm. if you're not looking yeah. for all the hidden stuff it's and you're just kind of going to like the next objective, I feel like it was like an eight to ten hour game. I don't remember. Interesting. But yeah, it's got um, me. I. I haven't played any of the remakes. I mean, I played the original remake on GameCube of the first game back on the GameCube, but um, yeah, since so then they've they've re-released that, and then two and three, and now four. Um, I'm kind of like, should I just go to back to the beginning and start playing the remakes? Because I did like a, I think Humble Bundle had a Resident Evil thing that was like every Resident Evil game on. I Steam don't know. I, I for I twenty think, bucks or something. I think the and it to admittedly, I've not played the new remakes the ones that got mm -hmm. released recently right the there was they like two and three re, a reeve remake or something the first one i think was just like hdified but it was more or less the the original remake from the gamecube yeah i can't keep these um, things two and three straight. i think were full-blown new remakes but, but i'm not but i'm not positive whichever one i played of the remakes of the very first one i was like mm -hmm. it was very much like and there's so many games like this where I was like, yeah, this game is just better in my memory instead of mm -hmm. like trying mm -hmm. to fight through this again. Because mm -hmm. um, fuck, dude, like the worst part about those early Resident Evil games is how you could totally get yourself in a failure state. But the game mm -hmm. doesn't tell you that like there is mm -hmm. literally no way that you can go forward at this point unless like mm -hmm. you are just like god with the knife or or i don't even know if like that's possible on some of these things like mm -hmm. although i don't know i guess if you looked up on youtube i'm sure there's probably knife only runs but like no reasonable human mm -hmm. could actually do that um yeah but you know how you like get, get in a point where it's like well i have no green herbs i have got two bullets and yeah. i am at yeah. the door of a boss room 
and, and there's I like no other save states or anything like yeah like no other saves i can go back to yeah. uh i already exhausted all the resources in the house because nothing respawns in these games yeah. yeah and it's just like oh yeah this was not fun and i only <laughs> only made it through this because it was the only game i had on my playstation at the time and i just played it for three months until i beat it man there was a so. there was a time when games could waste your time and you didn't care nowadays oh, you're like sure. come on dude quit wasting my time for sure and like i feel like there i don't remember if the original playstation one had like multiple save spots or whatever but i just remember i totally remember being like well i just have to start over because like i used mm-hmm. too many bullets or i healed too many times and like i'm just mm-hmm. stuck now so i guess mm-hmm. we're gonna start over and try yeah. again and uh and go from there yeah but uh, i um but yeah, so according to howlongtobeat.com, main story mm-hmm. of Resident Evil Village, average nine and a half hours, main plus side quest is 12 and a half hours, and a completionist run averages around 36 and a half hours. Hmm. So okay. Interesting. not bad. I mean, that's kind of um, like for me, that's kind of like the sweet spot for single player games these days, you know, like eight to ten hours, yeah. Because that's like something that you could like beat over a weekend, you know, and then just kind of yeah. get on with your life and yeah. Um, yeah. you know. But that's cool. I I definitely think people should play this regardless of how they play it. I don't know if the mm-hmm. iPhone is the best way to play it. It is a way to play it. Yeah. Curious to see with these sort of big AAA games trying trying to come to iPhone, how that's going to be well, reception I, wise. I mean, I think it's pretty funny how like so it's on sale right now for what? Uh, like 16 bucks or something. Yeah. If you you could buy because the unlock features like multiple dlcs or something like that so i think if you bought everything it would normally be 30 or something and and right now it's like half price or something so yeah i wonder if this is going to be like um another one where it's like what is it like civ 6 did this where it's like oh it's a 60 dollar game but it's on sale it's literally 30 300 like day. <laughs> 60 days of the year you know yeah yeah um, maybe i don't know um let's we'll see I, either way it's cool that stuff exists and i don't right i'm i'm happy that it it exists i mean just but... for me though the thing is like if i'm gonna go to the trouble of like the setup that you would need to like play this properly on your phone you know with like yeah getting a controller and setting it up on the controller clip or plugging in your tv mm-hmm. or whatever is like that, that is way less convenient than just like my right, own just play on my computer or yeah that's probably why i'll computer. end up switching to steam deck to play this i think whatever else yeah I don't know. I guess I would be curious to hear from someone who's like, no way, dude. Like, the best way to play this is on your phone. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's an argument to be made there. I don't know what it would be. Well, that's but... kind of why I'm leaning towards, I feel I can feel like iPad people would be really jazzed to have this because your sure. iPad for a lot of people is like the secondary device. Yeah. And so it's maybe makes more sense to like have something like that. But yeah, it's just, I, it was just irritating we'll me so see. much if it was like, Oh, a telemarketer called me and I answered it and I go back to my <laughs> last save point now because yeah, I was playing on my phone. I did. Yeah. Um, I popped out of it a few different times um, when I was playing it last night or the night before. And um, he, and uh, it came right back one time it had to reset, but that was before I had to like stop in the before I had like done the beginning part. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. think I broke through the full beginning part. And so it had to restart me from the very beginning. But since then, I've exited out and done done other things on my phone and come back and it saved it, which I was kind of impressed with. So yeah. anecdotal, but hopefully hmm. that's the most annoying thing is when you can't when it can't stay in memory 
Because if you're going to play something on your phone, dude, you got to stop and do phone things sometimes. And if it's you're going to lose your progress, like, dude, that's a non-starter. So, yeah. Anyway, Uh, um, did you buy Super Mario Wonder with your voucher thing? No, no, I've been playing. Still hoping Nintendo sends me a code, but give me it for free. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to. We'll see. Um, no, I haven't, but I, you know, I don't know. It's not going anywhere. I'll, yeah. I'll wait. No, that's definitely true. Um, um, well, I've got a cool smart device that works with your phone. That's maybe worth mentioning. Mm. Um, so I, well, so I have the Amazon credit card that gives you the 5% cash back, right? Yes. I usually I'll just let that accrue and then spend it on something that I never would have spent this amount of money on. Uh, which in mm-hmm. this case is the uh, meter, M-E-A-T-E-R, uh, smart thermometer setup. So this is a mm-hmm. wireless thermometer that mm-hmm. connects to a base. And then I think your phone connects to the base to like give it longer range. Um, mm. But it's really cool how it works. Like the app is very smart in for regards like to your body temperature. No, no, no. For like uh, like a, a meat thermometer for like cooking food. Oh, okay. So like basically, oh, okay. the yeah. So the, so the thermometer probe itself is wireless. You you uh-huh. plug that into you know whatever meat you're cooking. Mm-hmm. You put the base thing kind of close to where you're cooking, and then the base connects to your phone. Interesting. Um, but what's neat is like the app is really cool in that like you uh you know probe whatever you're doing, and then you mm-hmm. tell it what you're making, and mm-hmm. it'll like intelligently watch everything. But what's extremely mm-hmm. cool about it is that it'll tell you. Uh, it'll like watch the temperature changes and it's got a two temperature sensors on it. Like one for the ambient temperature, like the oven or grill or whatever you're using. And then mm-hmm. the temperature like inside the actual meat and it uses the differential mm-hmm. of those two plus like how long or like how slowly it's coming up to temperature to give mm-hmm. you a fairly like weirdly precise time for when your food will be done. Hmm. Which is extremely cool because like that is, um, has been like an irritation of mind for the longest time because I'm always you mm-hmm. know like because like what'll happen is like Lindsay will like make the like you know whatever side stuff we're eating and I'll like handle the grill. And it's like an extra hour of cooking or smoking. Yeah, it's always like when's it gonna be done? I'm like, man, I don't fucking know yeah. when it's done. Like yeah, yeah. Uh but this but this is pretty cool. Um yeah, I made some um some steaks last night and it was like oh it'll be on 12 minutes. So nice. Which uh it's pretty cool. I uh I have it's not as cool, but I have um, our new oven has a plug-in meat thermometer that goes on the inside, mm-hmm. and um, it's I've never really used those before. The meat thermometers, I'll like take something out and test it with a my electric thermometer thing, but um, not the one that like stays in it the whole time. And uh, man, it nailed it! Last Christmas we made prime rib, and it was perfect it got it oh, right yeah. at the exact temp and lets you know on the oven and stuff like that it'd be cooler if it like sent me an alert on my phone but it's not that smart well but, um, dude so that's very the thing like this very nice like it, it creates a um uh a live activity on your phone and it's, no like, I, it's like the app is done extremely well things um, watch your your island yeah island. pretty much yeah no exactly i mean it, it, i was like damn this is like <laughs> extremely cool um so the meter comes in two varieties you get the meter plus which is bluetooth only Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. one probe or you get the meter block which is four probes and it Mm -hmm. connects to your wi-fi so you don't need to have like your phone directly Mm -hmm. connected to it so Mm -hmm. 
Interesting. Um, but but pretty neat though. I mean, like it's one of these things where it's yeah. like I never would have spent non-funny money on this, yeah, but it's like right. one of these things where it's like, oh damn, if I knew how cool this was, like I probably would have bought one before, you know. Yeah. So um not to change gears too abruptly, but I wanted to hit on a couple of things before we're done. Oh, sure. And um, we got an email this week and uh, I was going to, this relates to something you mentioned last show. Um, Jim emailed in and said, uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one to mail in, but he's talking about that shadow of Mordor game that you were talking about. Oh yeah. Um, says the reason no other games have used the nemesis system from the Mordor games is because it's patented. Really? And yeah, and he links to an article on IGN oh, that says wacky. that their patent was approved. Um, that which seems is, like it would be hard to patent. It would be very broad. Like you'd think, right? Like had, huh. we've seen situations like this before, where like gameplay mechanics being patented have been gotten kind of like not not through the system or whatever. But I guess, and then he also links that um, the upcoming Wonder Woman game is going to use that same system. Oh, um, okay. Because it's made made by WB or whatever. So anyway, thought that was kind of interesting that uh, I'll link these in the show notes too, in case anyone wants to read them. But yeah, that's surprising. I guess that, I mean, I guess it's surprising, but not surprising because it's yeah. it was a very cool system. And it seems like, I wonder how in the world they actually managed to patent that because like, I thought that was always like the, um, the thing with game stuff where it was like, why are there so many clones on iOS? Cause you can't really like copyright an actual game design kind of thing, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So I wonder like how they managed to do this one. Yeah. I don't know. And so the article, I'm just kind of glancing at it, but it says they've been trying, they tried over and over to patent it. Um, since 2015 and this article is from 2021 so for more than five years they were trying to patent this thing and i guess hit on a specific combination of details that that allowed them to get it through and get patented so that's pretty interesting though and kind yeah. of sucks but anyway yeah i don't know but i guess as long as they keep making um you know games in the series that i guess is okay I don't know. yeah yeah um, so thanks, Jim, for emailing that in. And um, the other thing I wanted to hit on was we talked about this, I think, last week. The MiU Mini um, people have been like uh, running DS games on it, getting the DS emulator working on it. I've been watching this on. Yeah. So did you the... see the the people that make Onion are implementing it into Onion officially? Oh, really? So it's going to be one of the official apps on Onion that you can enable. I guess it runs that well. Um, I've also seen some people um talk about the the emulator in question is called Drastic. Yeah. And um I guess it's kind of messed up some of the older MiU minis, the non-plus versions, because it overclocks the system past what it should be. Oh, interesting. Um clock to, but I guess the plus can actually has the ability to be overclocked um more than the smaller versions so it doesn't hmm. really mess with that one too much so i don't know there's things maybe some things to be worried about there but i just thought that was pretty cool that they're going to officially add it in there and you don't have to do any sort of shenanigans to get it on there because i've been like planning ever since i saw this um was a thing i was like oh man i want to sit down when i have some time and try and figure out how to get the well, DS how does, emulator how does it running. work for games that like require touch input though 
I don't think it does. Like, okay. so I know that it has um like cursor touchscreen emulation. So there's some things you could do mm. where if you just need to like touch buttons on a touchscreen, I think you can get by. Um, and then there's like a dedicated button where you can swap between the top screen or the bottom screen, like like yeah. if you were playing on you know that emulator on another platform but i'm sure um, someone will put together like the list of like here here's the good ds games that work well yeah that's somebody did that they oh. I, they had a list of like 100 games or something like that which really? was like all stuff that doesn't really use um oh yeah the DS games that run well yeah yeah so like somebody's doing the work to find out what works good and what doesn't and obviously there will be things that don't work well but like the new super mario brothers games i think are totally fine and like um I don't know. I, I there's tons of good DS games that I think will work and be good on the Miu Mini. So um, I don't know. I'm looking yeah, forward to so that. The, the chart list seems to be Animal Crossing Wild World, Fire Emblem, Shadow mm. Dragon, Ultimate Card Game, Tetris DS, Meteos, Mario Kart, Geometry Wars. Dude, um, Tetris DS, sign me up. If there's a way to emulate the online multiplayer of that game, I'm yeah, in. Advanced Wars games, completely playable with buttons. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. hmm. probably the castlevanias i would think there were some shenanigans with having to like draw special moves on the touchscreen with those yeah, games, but i don't know so, yeah that's a kind of the problem is like i don't and i don't know if that's a progress blocker or not but there definitely was mm -hmm. like that system where it was like you had to draw the like, symbol connect the whatever. dots or whatever on the symbol to like cast i hated that era and... of forcing mm -hmm. uh touchscreen stuff into those games that were otherwise just awesome entries in like good series yeah, no, I'm with you. Anyway. I it so would anyway. be cool to have um an emulation device that's like a real tall like portrait mode screen mm -hmm. that can actually fully emulate both screens, but I don't know what you know what the situation with that is. Yeah, yeah. What was the other so the other interesting thing that um I don't remember who linked this, but it's in Discord somewhere. The um uh, the Saturn Amber Nick, right? controller oh, looking that. one yeah 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 uh, yeah so it's the rg arc arc handheld yeah um looks like a saturn controller but what's wacky about this is like they're still using their uh i think this is a two-year-old processor that they've had in like everything yeah. including like the rg353 mm -hmm. um that so it looks like a saturn controller but it potentially can't really emulate saturn games very well yeah which is a weird I mean, spot to be it is but also to be fair i feel like saturn is one of the hardest old platforms yeah. to emulate and it doesn't even work great on like very beefy systems so expecting that from a little handheld is probably a lot but i do see what you're saying and they, they did the same thing forever with all their previous ones where it was like they were using the same chip for years um which I don't know, it's fine. I, I like that Saturn form factor though. And I like that rocking D-pad is awesome. Mm -hmm. So just getting that just to play like arcade fighting games, I would be into that. But um, I don't know. I don't need another device. Yeah, so far. I, I, I just, um, I, I, yeah, particularly one that's like the same hardware inside. Like, yeah, I don't really care too much about a new form factor or whatever, but yeah. Yeah. Problem is like the the faster ones that can do cooler stuff are the Android devices, and I just like don't really want to mess around with that. Like, no, and the interesting thing about that one you're talking about is there's two versions, and one of them's a dual boot that has um, Linux or Android, oh, and right. that's the one that has like more RAM too. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know what the pricing is going to be on these things, but that's kind of an interesting idea because I'd almost be like, oh, okay, like you can run the custom OSs that like you would on a normal device, but when you want to, you can hop over and do Android to do specific things. Yeah, I wonder what's different about it from a hardware perspective that like only one is capable of dual booting. That seems weird. It it's uh, it looks like everything's the same except the RAM and hmm. Android notoriously like chews oh, up RAM, yeah. so yeah. that's probably the reason why. But I don't know. Yeah, Saturn's a weird system, man. Like, I, and I don't know how many games are actually worth playing other than like Knights, the mm. Panzer Dragoon game. I think there was like one or two good Sonic games, maybe. I have a lot. Uh, I went through and like you know looked through all the lists of like the best Saturn games to play or whatever, and kind of like compiled my own little collection of of games because I never had a Saturn, always wanted one, and um. I don't know. I want to. I don't remember how many I've installed on my Steam Deck, but I want to say it's like thirty or forty games that are like. Oh yeah, Sega Sega Rally. Good. Yeah, Force Three. Saturday yeah, a lot Bomber of good Man. like arcade ports and stuff too. But a lot of good like if you're into RPGs, which isn't really my jam. So I don't know. Drag, Dragon. John is the guy to ask about that. Oh, Daytona USA. That that game blew my yeah. mind. I bet it is aged like complete yeah. dog shit. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah. that's all I got. I probably gotta go get my dog out of his cage. So, you ready to wrap this all one up? Right. Yeah. Any final <clears throat> thoughts? Uh, no. Watch the Five Nights at Freddy's movie if you'd like. I enjoy. I it. might do that if I got nothing better to do. Actually, Pam's going to a Halloween party tonight, and I'm stuck babysitting. Mm. But the kids go to bed at seven ish, so I'll probably have a a night to myself, maybe. I can sit down with some popcorn and watch a movie. Watch a 90-minute long iPhone game movie? Yeah. Sure. It's either that or SmackDown. Well, I, yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Wanna, if you want uh, to uh, further enrich the McMahon family. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Wrestling's been good lately, so. Yeah, I, uh, I, was, kind of, I was talking to Lindsay a couple days ago about how, like, I, I kind of miss the... Like following the week to week drama of wrestling, yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. That's a, that's it a time, is, I mean, time it's, commitment you know, in itself. It's always there for you if you ever want to hop back in. Who's who's the super like dominant wrestlers right now in that? Like, because when I quit watching, it was like the the Wyatt family was just becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Cena was like you know the unstoppable face. Uh, you had Brock Lesnar that was coming around as kind of really like the bad guy, yeah. uh, and like the weekend at Bernie's corpse of the Undertaker mm-hmm. was still around. Damn, um, I can't believe it's been the, that long. The Uso, like the New Day, was just starting to become a thing. The Uso brothers were around. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so a lot. Uh, Roman Reigns has been champ for over three years now. Is oh, basically really? the unstoppable dude. Um, they created an entire new championship so there could be another main champion. That's Seth Rollins currently. Um, the Usos went on to break the New Day's record of longest tag champs in history. So the New Day set that record and then not too long after, basically immediately after the Usos reset the record. Um, but now the Usos are split up. They're about to start feuding each other. It's going to be really good. Um, are the, the Bella Twins still a thing? Nah, they've been out of the mix for a long time. Hmm. Uh, 
Yeah, like, Cena was pretty much MIA, kind of like a once a year show up type thing. Um, but since the writer's strike, he's actually been back full time and has oh, been really? on TV, every TV show for like two months now or something like oh, that. Um, I think they're setting him up for some big stuff at WrestleMania and, and then I think he'll call it. So, mm. um, I mean, it seems like know, he's got a good. real good like movie career going right now. So yeah. he's probably like, do I, why the fuck am I messing around with this wrestling yeah. stuff that I can get hurt on when I can just like, well, they do, they do like press conferences now after pay-per-views. And I think that's something they stole from AW, but, um, it's interesting to listen to. I actually love the press conferences. Hmm. Um, and they were talking to him after the last one and they're like, so if the writer strike ends, do you leave? And he's like, yeah, like it's, it's I'm contractually, I can't do this because of the liability reasons. So, and I'm in the middle of a project. Oh, so yeah. I, I have to go back to do that project and fulfill those obligations or whatever. So, but he's like, in the meantime, like I can do this as much as I want. So it's yeah, cool I've... having him back. And I'm kind of hoping he gets, he doesn't get pulled away. So he has like his chance to sort of have a really good last run. Um, but yeah, I don't but know. Like, I guess we'll uh, see. I bet here. Let's look at his IMDB. There's yeah, he's he's on eight upcoming yeah different movies and things like that. Yeah, um, that are in production. Yeah, 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 in production or pre-production. Yeah, so. he's pretty much gone full time, like Hollywood guy. I mean, I I like weirdly genuinely enjoyed like some of the stuff that that he's in. Like, even though he like he's a good actor, actually, he always plays like the same basic like I'm a big dumb buff guy kind of character, but it's fun. Well, he's good at not taking himself seriously. Right. I thought The Rock was pretty good at that mostly too. I I think The Rock is better at being a serious action guy than John Cena could be. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't know, John Cena is just entertaining. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hope he gets a good last hurrah with wrestling. But it's it's hard not to blame these dudes because it's like, hey, I mean, do I spend three days though? on the road like getting your body yeah. beat up every night, or do you want to make three times the amount of money by doing a two months of of movie work? You know, like yeah. I mean, if you had the option like of no contest. Like, like, hey, I'm working on like eight different movies or TV shows right now, or do I want to like go get the shit kicked out of me? Like, why yeah. would you choose that? Yeah, yeah, and he's like almost 50 or something like that like he's pretty yeah. up there so i mean it's a it's a way more graceful retirement from wrestling than like some of these guys were just like oh man you need to like you need to stop this like the yeah, undertaker yeah. is a perfect example of that he probably went on uh, a little too long did you ever watch his documentary i think it's called so. the last ride oh dude so. you should watch it because um it's just a really good documentary but they they followed him around for years because originally he was supposed to have a final match and it didn't work out like he wanted. And so he wasn't mm -hmm. satisfied. So he kept like chasing that next final match. And um, it's just a really interesting thing because he sort of was like, I know I can't do this anymore. I know I'm too old, but I also I want to go out right. You know what I mean? Um, and thankfully, he ended up getting his final match in a really satisfying, good way. But it's also just a really awesome documentary. It's interesting. So mm. well, I'm worth watching. I think it was a three or four episode like series or something but hmm. super okay. worth watching yeah, yeah. sure okay yeah. that was a tangent but anyway uh thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode and as always check us out at patreon.com forward slash touch arcade or do all your amazon amazon shopping through uh touch arcade.com forward slash amazon those two things help us out a whole lot and uh, don't forget to send us emails at podcast at touchercade.com. So thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Touch Arcade Show. Yeah.